G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of the things that Jesus is famous for was the way he healed people with leprosy. In the first century, there was no cure for leprosy and people were abandoned, they were isolated and left in despair as outcasts of society. Well, today, modern medicine has a cure for leprosy, but the infectious disease still has a hold, especially in nations like India and in some nations in Southeast Asia. Every two minutes, a person is diagnosed with leprosy. For people affected by leprosy, the battle isn't only against the disease, it's also against the despair of being rejected by their community. You may have already been aware of the Christian ministry called Leprosy Mission, who continue to work to eradicate the disease. Andrew Newmarch is the International Program Manager for Leprosy Mission in Australia. Andrew, welcome along to 2020. Uh, Thanks very much, Neil. Appreciate it. Andrew, give us a little insight here. The state of leprosy in our modern world. Do we know the numbers? Do we know the areas and the ages affected? Uh, yes, we, uh, the World Health Organization keeps a lot of statistics uh, on leprosy. Uh, so we're looking at around uh, over 200,000 people uh, worldwide with leprosy. Uh, and the key countries where uh, leprosy is affecting people are India, as you mentioned before. And in Southeast Asia or, or Asia generally, um, Indonesia and Bangladesh would be other sort of key places. Uh, Brazil is um, um, a key place in the worldwide uh, uh, picture, as is uh, Congo, but a number of other countries as well, yep. Well, because there is a cure for leprosy, why is it that leprosy is still a problem? I think the biggest thing is that uh, leprosy is uh, not a simple disease and it's also a function of poverty, uh, so it's not just, a, I mean, like we would say maybe with COVID at the moment that, uh, you know, why is that still here? Or we hope that um, might be the question we ask uh, in a couple of years' time because we anticipate that vaccines will uh, fix that. But we, there is no vaccine for leprosy. There is a cure to help people who already have it, but not to prevent it. And, um, and sometimes that doesn't work for everybody. Uh, the cause of the um, there are reactions for some people to the drugs that they get that uh, can treat the leprosy, and it creates uh, in some cases far more complications for some people. But it's also a case of trying to find the people who have uh, uh, the bacterium, and sometimes those people are in isolated communities or they don't want to uh, register if they think they might have uh, leprosy. The stigma, as you mentioned earlier in your introduction, still exists. And that makes it really difficult for people to come forward and be uh, assisted uh, uh, with their leprosy.
Yeah, they're the main things, I think. So with contagious diseases like this, just like in the first century where lepers were outcasts and people wouldn't go near lepers, and you know those listeners today to our conversation appreciating that Jesus wasn't afraid of a leper, but they were put into their own isolated communities, a little bit like something that might be happening today with COVID. And uh, so for people in the developing world, uh, this extra anxiety, not only with COVID today in 2021, but the anxiety that comes along with this idea that there might be leprosy in their communities, it's the same sort of thing. Is that the case? Well, I think we would argue that people who have leprosy uh, would um, shouldn't really be excluded because it's not re- not that contagious. It's not the same kind of contagion that we would associate with COVID. And so there's, uh, and particularly since people can be treated once uh, they have uh, come out, as it were, uh, they um, they should be able to participate in society and not uh, be reduced to. Uh, being left in leprosariums or uh, isolated communities, which has occurred in the past. So I think in some ways that's really a myth that's been perpetuated, and it's partly because people who have had leprosy, and particularly people who've presented to get treatment later rather than sooner, uh, often have some degree of disfigurement or disability. And that gets associated with that myth that uh, they're contagious and they will cause trouble. And some of the myths around that are that they must have done something bad or it's sinful. Uh, and, um, you know, so those kinds of myths and stigmas uh, make it difficult. Your work at the Leprosy Mission, uh, no doubt it's about trying to eradicate the disease, but is it a support network too for people who have already contracted the disease? As you say, those facing anxiety, those who are facing being ostracised by communities, it's you're working with people who've got that and those who've got disabilities that have been associated with leprosy, uh, they're being helped by Leprosy Mission. Yes, yes, uh, very much so. So I think what we're trying to do is uh, not only look at the transmission stage and the treatment stage, but also the rehabilitation stage, but also uh, in terms of helping people uh, to gain livelihoods and to. we also want to be involved in advocacy so that uh, people can have rights and uh, the right to participate in society. Um, in many ways, what we do with people who, uh, as a sort of generalisation of a program, would be people who present themselves uh, for treatment, people in what we might call self-care groups. Uh, because often the, uh, the signs of uh, that leprosy, that they have uh, wounds or disfigurement or, or disability of some kind. So we want to help people look after themselves, know how to care for themselves first. And once that's established, then we want to try and help people in uh, what we call self-help groups. And so people, um, will, uh, those who've had the leprosy will be uh, encouraged and trained and supported uh, to support each other and to learn skills so that they can uh, gain some sort of livelihood that will sustain themselves and their families and their community and sometimes this really goes much further than just a little income generation activity, but might go 
right forward through to you know, setting up of cooperatives so that there's quite a business and enterprise uh, approach to, uh, to assisting people in that situation. But we're also interested in advocacy and uh, there's UN protocols on disability that we're pursuing uh, so that they're ratified by uh, governments. Uh, we also want governments to take up uh, responsibilities to establish uh, networks and treatment and training uh, and testing uh, throughout their health services uh, in all the countries where leprosy is. And so uh, we want people to be able to participate. And we've got some great stories in places like uh, India, for example, where uh, people who've had leprosy have uh, been elected to local councils and stuff like that. So that's really encouraging for us. You mentioned that 60% of cases are in India, and you did say it tends to be concentrated in areas where there's lower socioeconomic conditions that people are living under. You take this right from start through to finish, like a holistic approach to how you're treating the whole issue, uh, even from the idea of contact tracing and uh, trying to eradicate the disease. Do you see that there's a day coming sometime soon, Andrew, when there will be a complete eradication of, of leprosy? Yeah, I, I'd like to think that. Uh, we, we have slogans which say that we want to eradicate uh, leprosy by 2035. That's a little more optimistic at the moment, uh, given COVID and the difficulties that that's presented. Um, but some of it is really got to do with the ability to find people. Uh, that's that's you know, really one of the, the difficulties. So the vaccine, investment in vaccines and uh, getting around complications of uh, current treatment uh, so that everybody can be helped uh, are also some of the factors that mitigate against you know, eventually getting there. But so much progress has been made in the last uh, 30, 40 years that you, you, there, is, <clears throat> there is optimism that uh, you know, we, can, uh, we can make a big dent in, in the incidence of uh, leprosy. Yeah. Andrew, how has the COVID-19 situation impacted the ministry work that you do at Leprosy Mission? Because undoubtedly there would be some upsets and uh, there's all sorts of reports we'd hear out of India and other nations, but how has it affected your work? Well, I think one of the big things is that particularly for people who are on medication, so we have something called, which we call MDT, which is multi-drug therapy, and that treatment means uh, patients, uh, take three uh, uh, drugs uh, together, and that's the, they're the antibiotics that help people to um, be treated well and to be cured from the uh, leprosy. The problem is that we, they are, uh, these the courses for those um, medications take a long time. In one form of leprosy, they need to be taking that for at least six months. In another form of leprosy, they need to be taking it for 12 months. And for most of these people, to ensure that they are taking their medication on a regular basis, they need to present themselves at the clinic. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's uh, weekly or monthly or fortnightly, uh, depending on the particular regimes in different health systems. But that means they need to keep presenting themselves. Now, what, what's happened with COVID is that the transport systems and the the ability for people to meet and to go to places has been severely restricted in 
well, all of our, all countries. And that has meant that a lot of people have broken the cycle of their medication. And I was talking to some of our staff in Nigeria uh, just two days ago, and uh, one of the additional problems that's occurred there is that there's been a breakdown in factories producing this medication, and so supplies have been limited and in some cases have not arrived in countries. And so you've got uh, no supplies uh, or the, the supplies and the regular medication regime has been broken. And what that has meant is that there's been uh, severe reactions as people's bodies have you know, responded to not having that consistent medication. And that's actually caused more problems for a lot of those patients. So uh, PPE equipment uh, is another issue where uh, supplies of uh, protective equipment in some places has also meant there's been a curtailment of people able to assist. And we've also been, it's been diff more difficult to provide training for health system staff when you can't go out and visit and present at uh, training courses and get people together. So those have been some of the difficulties with COVID. These are challenging days, aren't they? With COVID-19, and your example is one where COVID-19 exacerbates the challenge that you're up against in the ministry role that you have in helping people who are dealing with the problem of leprosy. And while it is treatable, as you say, Andrew, it gets a lot more difficult with all of those complications that are created by COVID-19. Look, just recently at the end of January, it was World Leprosy Day. You have some ways that listeners to our conversation today can connect. You have an appeal that's running uh, for your leprosy mission and all of the good work that you're doing, as we said, primarily in India, but then uh, there are a number of nations throughout Southeast Asia where leprosy is a real problem. Uh, I want to point people to the website to connect with you, to find out more about leprosy mission, to perhaps become a prayer partner, perhaps become a financial supporter. Leprosymission.org.au leprosymission.org.au Andrew Newmarch is the International Program Manager for Leprosy Mission in Australia. Andrew, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Appreciate the opportunity, Neil. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.